This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 87. In today's episode, I want to let you know that divorce is not the end. And divorce does not have to mean your life is over. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. In today's episode, we are talking about divorce not being the end of your life. And I was inspired to talk about this because this platform, this podcast is not only for single women desiring to be married, married women wanting to thrive in marriage, and married veteran wives really having a hard time staying married, but it's also for women who may no longer be married, but want to get married again, and maybe in that transition of divorce, are struggling. And so I was inspired and encouraged to do this episode this week, because I have talked to several women who have gone through divorce, who are divorced, and it is a weight. They are carrying doom and gloom. And I wanted this episode to be a source of encouragement for women who have gone through a divorce and life did not work out as planned. I read a quote that was so encouraging, inspiring to me, and not because of divorce, but because of the season of life that I am in, that the world is in, that the the entire nation is in. And the quote was, sometimes you have to let go of the picture of what you thought life would be like and learn to find joy in the story you are living. Mm. Sometimes you have to let go of the picture of what you thought life would look like, what you thought life would be like, and learn to find joy in the story you're living right now. It is that was so profound because I have struggled with letting go of the violation of my expectations in so many areas of my life. And from marriage to parenting to the coronavirus and quarantine, like 
it really has been an area for me that I have had to focus on really working on, really letting go of control, letting go of the expectation, and really learning to find joy in the story that I'm currently living. And it's such a profound statement, but it's so true for all of us, especially when it comes to divorce, because many Nobody plans for divorce. Nobody gets married with the expectation that they're going to get divorced. And um, and so I believe that this is going to be an episode that's encouraging, whether you are divorced or not, whether you're single, whether you're married, newly married or seasoned in your marriage. I believe this will be encouragement for you because I think that we all can take what I'm about to share And we know people, it will bless, it will encourage, it will bring hope. Divorce for many women and men are, they were completely blindsided by it. And the impact or where the divorce has landed them in their lives has been traumatic. Because again, we don't plan to get divorced when we say I do, when we get married. And so today I really want to help women who are listening, who need encouragement, some reassurance, just a, um, a just a virtual, you can say virtual, audible, <laughs> an audible hug of support and love and to let you know that it's going to be okay. But before before I kind of get into my own personal story, I want to remind you of a few things. Number one, divorce does not define you. Because you are experiencing a divorce, you're going through divorce, you've been divorced, you've been divorced for a year, five years, a decade. Divorce does not define you. Do not let your divorce determine what you want for your life. Divorce does not define you. And I really want to stress this because I've talked to so many women who were blindsided by their divorce. They thought things were great and wonderful. And next thing you know, they find themselves divorced, or they find themselves single and alone, or they find themselves divorced as single parents and are thrust into a whirlwind of a brand new life that they never saw for themselves. They never in a million years imagined that they would be a a divorced woman, a divorced woman with raising one, two, three, five, ten kids alone. And so I just want to let you know and remind you that divorce does not define you. Do not allow this circumstance in your life to shrink your dreams or shrink your desires or uh, make you believe the a lie about yourself because because you have gone through or you're going through a divorce this does not define you nor will it define you so do not allow it to define you number two divorce develops you yes as difficult as divorce is as heartbreaking as divorce is for you, for God, for your family. It's one, it doesn't define you, but it develops you. I will bet 100% that you are way more clear on what it is that you want in relationship. 
you're more clear about what you want in a marriage. You are way more clear on what you don't want in a marriage. You are way more clear on who you want to marry. You are way more clear on who you do not want to marry. So divorce develops you. One of the things that is so beautiful and it leads me into point number three is that God is not taken off guard by the situation in your life at all. God knows the plans. He holds the plans. He knew the plan for our life before we were even formed in our mother's womb. He knew that this was going to happen and he is not caught off guard. So God is still working for you. He is still working everything together for your good for those called according to his purpose so I don't want you to think that you are isolated that you're alone that you're out there by yourself God knows what you're going through he is right there with you in the midst of this and through this process I want you to to recognize him in and through this process because he is right there with you And so number, that was number three, God is not taken off guard by the situation in your life. Number four, do not allow divorce to destroy you. I have seen divorce destroy people because they've allowed divorce to define them. And so number four is don't allow divorce to destroy you, to make you bitter, to make you angry. Don't allow divorce to change you or to depress you or to allow shame or guilt to overtake you because it will try to do that. It will because divorce has such a negative, um, it carries a, a negative weight to it. And don't get me wrong because I've talked to many women who are excited about it. They're excited that they're divorced because they were in a terrible marriage or they were, you know, married to a horrible, unkind, you know, abusive man. And that's not necessarily who I'm addressing in this, this episode. I'm addressing the, the women who wanted to still be divorced and found themselves now unmarried. That is who I'm specifically talking to. So this takes me into Tip number five, and that is to learn, learning how to forgive yourself and your former spouse. This is a big one that if you're going through a divorce, if you already are divorced, it is 100% critical, 100% key that you have to forgive yourself and your former spouse. It is, it's like, it's not an option. It, you will stay single until you actually go through this process. And if you, for whatever reason, if you marry again and you don't go through this process, you may find yourself in a very similar looking marriage. So when you go through the process of forgiveness it, it, there's something that it does to you. It, it changes you. Forgiveness changes you. Not only does it change the relationship with the other person that you are forgiving, but it changes you. We are, we beat ourselves up. We are our own worst critic. We, you know, harbor different hurts and pains and like a badge of honor. It's not. 
harboring and keeping hurts and pains close to and keeping them inside your heart is not helping. It's hurting. And so when you forgive, you're releasing them, you're releasing the pain, you're releasing the hurt, you're releasing the blame, you're releasing the, the, the negative, the negativity, you're releasing the, the grip that this, this offense, this hurt, this pain has kept you in. And so this is a huge process of really going through divorce when you're already divorced and you find yourself divorced for five years, 10 years, 15 years. And you're like, how am I still single? Why am I still single? I want you to ask yourself, be honest with yourself. Have you forgiven yourself or your former spouse? If you have not, and you find yourself still single and you don't want to be, I want you to be courageous enough to start that process. Start the process of forgiveness. And there were there are a couple of episodes that where I've talked about forgiveness and the process of forgiveness that will help you to get started in forgiving yourself and your former spouse. And so I want to just share with you that many of you know that I've, I've been married 18 years this year. I have amazing children. I inherited a son who is 30 three, 34 this year. And I inherited him when I married his dad when he was 16. And in this process of our of our marriage, we together had three amazing children in three years. So I have a 14, 15 and 16 year old right now. Exactly. God holds the plans. And many times they are not our plans. And so no, it was not my plan to have three babies in three years. But I cannot begin to tell you that he has worked all of that out for my good. It's amazing to have ninth, 10th and 11th grader. And they are close, they're friends, they're, of course, yes, they have sibling rivalry stuff going on. And but it's amazing. And I'm so grateful for God knowing what my family needed. And so I wanted to let you know, let, just take you back to before 18 years ago to let you know that I wanted to be a wife and a mom since I was 12, 13 years old. It was something that I thought about, that I talked about. It made my parents very nervous because their 12, 13 year old talked about, oh, I can't wait to get married and have babies. Hmm, you can only imagine me talking about this all the time at 13 years old. My parents are thinking, um, you better not come home pregnant at 14, 15, 16 years old. And so it made them very nervous, but I always had a heart and a passion for, for marriage, for family, for parenting, for mothering always since I was very, very young before I even really understood what that all meant and what it was all about. And so I started even writing down the names of my children and what they would be from uh, from when I was in grade school, at the end of, you know, you have the agenda book, at the very end of every agenda book every year, I would write down my list. And I carried this list for 20 years before I had my first daughter, Sky, or my first child, Sky, because I have a girl and two boys. And so it's, it was always something really passionate for me. So I knew I wanted to get married. I knew that it was going to be amazing and wonderful and I couldn't wait. And so when I went to college, I met an amazing man. He was awesome. And he became my best friend. And we 
I was a senior and he was a sophomore and I was like, this is it. This is who I'm going to marry. I'm so excited. And we dated for eight years. And then, you know, after probably three or four years, I was like, uh, okay, when you go ask me to marry you, like, where's the ring? And then he kept saying soon, he kept saying soon, he kept saying soon year after year after year. And so we ended up dating for eight years and we were on vacation in Hawaii. And that's where he asked me to marry him. He got on one knee, he pulled out a glass slipper and asked me to marry him. It was like a fairy tale. We had gone to college together. It was amazing. And I was so excited. This is what I'd been planning for, for literally almost 15 years of my life. And so we got married. It was literally like a fairy tale. We had over 200 people at the wedding. I had my closest bestest, if that's a word, bestest friends as my bridesmaids. And it was beautiful. The The venue was great. The flowers, the cake, the food. We went on, vac- we went on, on our honeymoon to Tahiti. It was just everything I'd ever desired. And three days after we got married, I bawled uncontrollably. I cried and cried more than I can ever even remember to this day. I cried so deeply. My, I, it was a soul cry and I never really knew why. And I just thought, oh, well, maybe it's because all my family and friends were together and and it was, you know, it was a letdown from the, 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 the wedding because I just wasn't sure. But then I thought about it. Six days before we got married, I had a huge lump in my throat. There were a couple of little signs that were like, should you be getting married on Sunday? This was Monday. I was supposed to be getting married on Sunday. Should you be getting married on Sunday? And I just kind of overlooked them. And I was like, they're just pre-wedding jitters. I've known him for eight years. We've been best friends for eight years. Absolutely. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I, we, and then because I grew up a people pleaser, many of you guys have heard me talk about that story, but I just wouldn't, couldn't even fathom postponing the wedding. We had all of the the deposits in people had purchased their tickets. Are you kidding me? No way was I going to postpone it because that would have been more devastating. And I would have been felt like more of a disappointment to my closest friends and family. And so we went through it. And so then I thought, well, is that why I was crying? But then I kind of just again, overlooked it. I was like, you know, this is who I was supposed to, I was meant to marry. This is who I was supposed to be with. We've been together eight years. Okay, you're just tripping. Let's keep it moving. The fast forward three years later, I woke up one morning. And I don't know necessarily what prompted it. But I woke up in a full blown panic. <gasps> and it was like God woke me up out of a dream and made me see that. Oh, this wasn't the man that God had for me. I, because I thought, you know, you date somebody eight years, of course, who wouldn't think you're supposed to marry them. But again, my walk, spiritual walk was very new, really beginning, didn't really hear from God, didn't know what that looked like, what that felt like, what that sounded like. And I just thought, you know, yeah, this is natural progression of life. And so when I woke up, three years after we'd been married in a panic, I just, I didn't even know what to do. And it, that same week that I woke up in a panic, the, the current 
job that I was working out, working at the, the boss came in and cussed everybody out, like MF everybody immediately. I packed up my stuff and start and literally was like, Oh, I would never tolerate this kind of communication behavior, whatever. And so without even thinking about it, I packed up my stuff and left that job. And in that process, I really started to start my spiritual walk. And I, my dad was living in Seattle at the time. And, and I just left, I just left to go visit my dad for literally like six weeks to try to understand what was going on with me. Because again, I was very fairly new in my spiritual walk and understanding what that looked like. And I just knew my dad was a safe place. And I just lost my job, I couldn't pay for my rent. So I went out there to work for him. And in this process, this six week process of being out there with him, I will never forget it. This was over 20 years ago. And I remember crying in the middle of the night. I was crying so hard. I couldn't even open my eyes. I literally had little slits. I had froggy eyes and I had slits to, to peer out of, to be able to see. And I was on my knees, bawling, crying. And I remember peering through those little slits. It was about two 30 in the morning and it felt like it was bright sunshine in my room the brightest sunshine that you could ever even imagine. And it was so weird because I knew it was dark outside, but it was so bright in my room. This was at my dad's house. And when I peered through the slits of the froggy eyes that were so puffy because of tears of pain and sorrow and embarrassment and shame, I felt God's presence for the first time like this. And I was like, it felt like warm butter wrapping itself or literally coating my body. And it really felt like God wrapping his arms around me in that moment, because I was so distraught. I was so just in despair. I was so embarrassed. I felt like I was, I was carrying the, the, the scarlet D with the D for divorce. And I was so, so broken so broken. But I remember this moment. And when it felt like his arms were really warm butter wrapping themselves around me, I took a breath and was like, I felt comforted. I felt what I felt in that moment. God saying to me was that daughter, I knew this was going to happen. I was prepared for this. I'm not taken back by this. I'm not surprised by this. And one of the things that I'm asking you to do is share your story with others so that they may be encouraged as well. And in that moment, I was like, no, no, I don't want to share because I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. And wouldn't you know, as soon as I got back home in the Washington DC area, there was a woman, we had a church function, we were all talking. And don't you know, there was a woman there who was talking about getting married. And they're so embarrassed because she knew after she got married, that wasn't the person that she was supposed to marry. And I shared my testimony with her. She started crying at the table. And mind you, it was out of obedience. It didn't wasn't me at all. But it was out of obedience that I shared my testimony with her that she started crying and did not feel alone. 
She did not feel alone because she had to get her marriage annulled. Now, mind you, my we had been married for three years, so it was more than it wasn't an annulment. It was a divorce at that time. But she felt comforted that she was not the only one going through it. And so I share this story to let you know that divorce is not the end. Divorce does not define you. Divorce is not divorce develops you don't allow divorce to destroy you so in that moment I felt my crying stopped I felt encouraged my heart the heaviness in my heart literally lifted and it went away and it was from that moment that I said okay God I want to trust you with this I'll share my testimony of whatever it is that you do in my life with people to encourage them to let them know they're not alone to share with them what you did in my life so that they may be encouraged in what they're going through and can I tell you that 12 months later from me going through my divorce no, sorry, 18 months later, for me going through my divorce and that moment, I should say that moment when I that encounter that I had with God, almost two, literally a year later, year and a half later, I was engaged, married and pregnant with Sky. Now, I'm not saying that is everyone's journey. That is my journey. And I share that with you to encourage you that divorce is not the end. I knew that I'm supposed to be married. I'm supposed to have children. And at the time with my first marriage, I had no children. I had no home. I had no car. I mean, we were renting, but I had no children, no house. And I knew that was going to be a part of my life story because God imprinted that vision in my head from I was 12, 13 years old. And so I have now been married for a second time for almost 18 years. I inherited a son. I have three amazing teenagers that are is part of God's promise for me. But guess what? It was not the way I thought it was going to happen. It it was not the picture of what I thought life would look like. Never in a million years did I think I would be divorced. Never in a million years did I feel like I would have to go through that. And regardless of if I had a home and children and divorce is divorce and divorce is difficult and divorce is hard and divorce. Yes, I mean, when God said he doesn't like divorce, that brought more shame to me. But when I had that moment where he said, daughter, I'm not surprised by this. There's nothing that you can do to make me love you less. There's nothing. Divorce. Yes, I hate divorce because it 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 causes such heartache and pain. And to see my daughters and sons go through this is is so difficult for me as your father. But I'm not I don't love you any less for it and do not allow divorce to condemn you and help and and make you forget who I've created you to be. And when he shared that with me. And, and told me to bring glory to his name by sharing what he's done for me in my life after divorce. And then I said, you know, I will do that, God, because of what you really, the love that you've shared and expressed with me. And so I share this story to let you know that divorce is not the end. It's not the end. 
Don't allow it to define you. There are many of you who are going through a divorce or have been divorced who still want to be married. Continue to share that dream with God. Continue to speak that over your life. Continue to ask God to prepare you and your heart for the the man that he has to has for you waiting for you in marriage. And one of the things during this process of divorce, I wanted to encourage you to ask for support. Don't suffer in silence. It is such a difficult thing to experience and to go through. Do not suffer in silence. There's so many resources for support during divorce. Stay encouraged. Do not despair. Do not do not get discouraged. Do not allow this to define you. Celebrate the good memories that you experienced in your marriage. Thank God for the challenging ones because they taught you something and made you better. Who you are becoming as a result of the divorce is going to be so impactful in your future relationship. And so who you are as a as a woman, as a mom, as a provider, entrepreneur, whatever it is that you are the season that you're in right now through this, I want to encourage you that you are going through this for part of the for the preparation for where you're going, for where you're going. So don't be discouraged, sister. Be encouraged that this is developing you into who it is that God's created you to be and who it is that God has for you. And don't count if you're wanting to get married again, don't count marriage off the table. And I remember when I was getting remarried, I was so I was scared to death uh, because I thought I had good judgment before. So I totally didn't trust my judgment when Adrian came into my life. I was like, no way. I made one mistake. I made one decision that I thought was right. That was not right. And no way I'm not making any more decisions. And he was like, oh, you think, huh? No, no, no. And then he just and Adrian was like a broom. He swept me off my feet and he continued to court me and pursue me. And and then when I was afraid to make the decision, I'd really brought in counsel and asked other people to I had I went to counseling and um, went to premarital counseling and really had the opportunity for them to really get to know Adrian and his intentions. And, and it really helped to bring more confidence back to my decision-making and, and my being able to discern and hear from God and his direction for my life. And so I want to encourage you to don't despair that what you're going through, the burden that you're carrying, give it to God, give it to him because you carrying it by yourself will cause it to change you. You're not meant to carry that burden. And so I just wanted to encourage you with this episode and let you know that my life has been a journey. I was divorced and now I have a an amazing life with Adrian and my four baby, my four babies, <laughs> my four children, adult, almost adults, right? And it's been a wonderful journey. Yes, it has had major ups and downs, lots of dodged bullets, lots of opportunity to grow and learn and trust God more. But I would never trade any of it. Never. And in my my former husband, amazing man, 
love him all with all my heart still to this day and always will. But it was the the journey. It was a process of really relinquishing your idea of what life is supposed to look like, letting go of control, letting go of your own idea and trusting God's plans for your life, which is can be scary in itself, right? But just be encouraged. Don't allow bitterness to set in. Practice forgiving yourself and your former spouse and share your dreams of whatever that is for you with God. Trust him with it. Don't bury them. Don't stuff them. Don't hide them. Don't discard them because they matter and they're important. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.